Hi, everyone. This is Birgit O'Connor, and welcome to the World of Watercolor Painting podcast. Now, our intention is to keep you inspired, painting, and just have fun. You'll learn tips and techniques, and we'll have a few interviews now and then. Now, this is an audio-only podcast, but you can always join the conversation or view the entire online meeting in our interactive courses. And if you're interested, just go to BeerGetOConnor.com, online courses, and take either a free mini course or a non-interactive or interactive course. In today's podcast, students are going to be discussing what kind of papers they preferred for the painting techniques that we used in the course, The Joy of Painting Loose and Free, and how to work with some of those really hard, dried edges and get them workable again. So let's get started and have some fun. I see Sue back there and all that. And awesome. Great. And how are you doing, Elizabeth? I see you're there too. I'm good. Thank you. Did you survive the holidays? I did. It was actually, I was like a little Scrooge thinking, oh, it's just going to be miserable. You know, I mean the day of, because I'm doing a, uh, can you relate to this? <laughs> I'm thinking, oh, I'm going to do all the cooking and they're all going to be so unappreciative and they're all going to come over and they go, oh, I'll just take the dessert home. And that makes you feel good after you put all that energy and effort into <laughs> it. And then they, they don't eat it. And I thought, you know, so I didn't make the uh, the kind of desserts that I usually make. I just tried to keep it as simple as possible. And I thought, oh, gosh, they're all going to be on their little cell phones. And, and that's not going to be any fun. I, I want to engage. I want everybody to talk. And then um, it turned out that they really weren't on their cell phones so much. And they did talk. So I was very pleasantly surprised. And I, can't you relate to that? We put so much energy into this. I've always been a bit of a bah humbug myself. I'm so glad to hear that, that I'm not alone. <laughs> and then, let's see, does anybody have any comments or about what they'd like to, um, or curious about? I see Lisa said here that this was one of the hardest of all the classes. I agree. Mm. And uh, that she still enjoyed it and sad to see it end. So is there anybody that would like, you can either raise your hand or um, let me see you if you'd like to make any comments, because of course I'd love to talk to you. I'm looking for waving hands. Okay, Gloria, did you want to say something? I'm going to unmute you. Great. I like your idea of simplifying everything. Just like in your art, you always say simplify the, pic the image. So I like that a lot. Thank you. And did you try that poinsettia by any chance? Did anybody in this class try that poinsettia? And then Thank you very much. Thank you. Uh, you're welcome. And I see Elizabeth tried it. So hi, Deb. Yes, I tried it, Deb from New Zealand. Oh, hey, Deb, hi. Hi there. Um, yes, I painted it and I put it in a frame and I gave it to my mother-in-law. And she put it on her table because she killed a real poinsettia. And I thought, well, you can't kill this one. And she was thrilled. <laughs> oh, nice. Nice. I love it. I love it. My mom always, uh, she grows the poinsettias all year long. And I just can't deal with it. I'll kill it. I'll kill it. So what I'll do is I just get the kind that uh, you get like at Michael's. And I just pop it in a bag and pull it out every year. And it works just fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that makes me happy. So, yeah. 
well, this is the first year that I haven't been out just mindless shopping and running the workshops. And I liked it better because then it kept me focused on the art, which I absolutely want, I love. Yeah. So, okay, so we're gonna get started here. Hello to everybody that's just joining us. So my plan today is that we're going to look at the paintings that have come in. And let's see, this is our last meeting for this session, but we're going to start it again in a couple weeks. So if you haven't done your work, you can jump in again. And um, so we have that. I've talked to you about the poinsettia uh, drawing that we did. The other thing I just sent out to everybody is like out of my mind, I'm doing a podcast and um, I just think that I'm trying to take the highlights of some of these meetings and uh, put them in there. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just going to do it. And I think it's really nice. Like if we're going for a walk or going for a drive, then it keeps us inspired. That's my goal on this. And then um, of course I'm worried my mouth is going to get me into trouble, but hopefully not. <laughs> so, all right. And if, if you got the, the email, well, of course you should have, then you would have gotten a PDF download that you can put out setting your creative goals for 2019. Now I thought, actually, why don't you put that in the chat? I don't know, you could go through it on your own or would you like to have a meeting or not really an official meeting, but a get together maybe on Monday or something, write it in, let me know, or I'll call it good. But uh, I thought it's just kind of fun to go through this and you can take a look at it, but that's not the purpose of today's meeting. And then the other thing is um, for our atmospheric landscapes course, I just wanted to show you, we used the loose techniques and the colors, of course, duller in this one now because they're dried, but it's the same techniques that you're doing in this course applied to the landscapes and that was a lot of fun and one thing i've thought about too this i love once once we get it because it's such a struggle to work with it that uh you know we want to try to draw and paint everything that we see and then trying to loosen up and minimize is a challenge and then to bring that over into a landscape or other subjects it's so much fun um I have to be careful that I don't just get carried away and that's all I do. Now, one thing, once we go into this, as I'm sure you've noticed, in fact, I'd like you to tell me on the chat, did you find that, uh, there's two things I want you to tell me. Uh, I want you to tell me what kind of paper you preferred. So did you like the Fabriano? Did you like the arches? What was your favorite paper as you were doing this? Let me write that in here. I'm sure you know this. You will find a million typos in everything I do. So, so I just figure you've just got to bear with me on that. So I want to know what your favorite paper was. And did you also really get that your drawing makes such a huge difference in what you're doing? Did you get that? That if you get more detailed, then you get tight. And then the looser or the most, uh, the fewer lines that you have, it's easier for you to get loose. Did you notice that when it comes to the drawing? I'll write that in here. Uh, Liv, you tried the Saunders Water Ford. Why don't you tell me about that for a second? I'm curious. Yeah, um, it, it has some, a little bit of different texture to it. It's had some kind of gel on it, I think. 
I took a class with Thomas Schaller and he really liked that paper and used it. So I tried it and I really like it. Does it have a softer size surface or? No it's, it, no, it's not really soft. Maybe a little bit softer than arches, maybe. Huh. Yeah, it's just kind of different. It okay. comes from England, I think. I think it actually was mailed from England. I so. haven't tried that paper and I would like to try that. So yeah, I, I like it. So they come, I could buy a pack from England. I got quarter sheets, it was 40 quarter sheets and it wasn't too terribly expensive. Mm. And I think Amazon has the blocks because I, I know I have a block. I think that's where I got it from. Okay, uh, I'm going to look into that. Um, yeah. That's interesting. And because I haven't bought any new arches paper mm -hmm. either, but I love what I really, really like about this loose painting style is that you can go ahead and experiment with all different papers. And, yeah. um, you know, even if you use a hot press paper, I know, didn't you use a hot press, Liv? I mean, no other people. No, so, no but, I didn't. I, I, I like to try some though, because I have some, but I haven't tried it. I find with the drawing looser, just with the minimal drawing, it makes me look at my photograph a lot more when I'm actually doing the painting, which I think is probably quite good. And um, uh, the comment about the Saunders Waterford, I've used it a couple of times, and I find that the pigment flows really beautifully across the paper. It flows, um, it's probably similar to ash, but it hasn't got as much texture. The pigment flows beautifully on it. That's interesting, and I loved what you just said, that it ended up making you look at the uh, photograph more. Yeah, it does. I think that's fascinating. That's fa and did you get? Uh, did you feel that you got lost in any anything there, or you know, you're doing beautiful work? So and it's so different for you. What do you think? I felt pretty wild and uncontrolled. I I just I just went in with the spirit that I should, and um, yeah, I'm not sure that I like the end result as much as a more detailed painting, but. It, you know, it takes a little while to adjust to a different way. And I think you can combine both of those techniques. Mm -hmm. uh, when we're looking at this, it's really, really hard not to judge your work. And we're going to look at all of them in just a second. But um, it, it, because it's like, we'll look at that and we'll think, oh my gosh, it looks like a three-year-old did that or something like that. But uh, what we get is more of, um, if you, if the harder you try, the more controlled it is and not as spontaneous. So we're getting that spontaneity in there, which I absolutely love. And it's so much fun to see. Now, um, now who tried uh, the hot press paper? I'd like to hear your comments. Oh, Rosita, I know that you did. And if anybody else did, you can go ahead and unmute yourself too. Yes, I used, I think every paper that was out there, I used it for different paintings. So uh, for the loose paintings, I really liked hot press too, you know, uh, but um, I had a block, so I didn't, I couldn't use it for a larger painting, but it's very smooth, you know, and uh, it really works well with this style of painting. But my favorite paper was Kilimanjaro because- Which one was that? The Kilimanjaro, the Chip Joe's paper, the, oh, okay. yeah, the Kilimanjaro, that one, we didn't dry so quickly like the other, other papers. Fabriano and Gemini, uh, Strathmore Gemini, they dry too quickly and also the painting looks very dull, you know, uh, after like two, three uh, layers, it looks very dulled out and it doesn't look as bright. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the arches, of course, we've been working with arches with every lesson, so that was good. But um, uh, the uh, Kilimanjaro, I, I liked it a lot better than arches because the surface is smoother than mm-hmm. arches. Uh, arches has more tooth, you know, and uh, hardness, and it didn't dry as quickly, and the painting wasn't dull at all. One of my, uh, pink, the pink flower, the, uh, the um, I forgot the name, but uh, I have it over there. You see how smooth, you know, uh, the naked ladies mm. uh, painting, that's on Kilimanjaro, mm-hmm. uh, I guess. And uh, that went out very smoothly and bright, you know. But my other two paintings with Fabriano and Gemini look very dull. Okay, so that that's really interesting information, especially about the Kilimanjaro. And then I also see that uh, uh, Camellia, uh, you're down in Costa Rica, is that right? Yes. So tell me now, what did you think of the um, hot press paper? Uh, well, I, as I'm still new in uh, in painting, I'm much more comfortable with um, uh, cold press because there is much more control. On the hot press, is like I, I'm not under control. So I use it because it was the only one that I had. I normally buy the paper when I go to the States and bring it back to Costa Rica. So I use it and it was uh, on the loose painting, it was um, easier than on the white flowers, for instance. On the white flowers, is I, I just uh, had to renounce to one of the trials because it didn't work well mm-hmm. for me. I don't have enough experience to control it. So this is what I, uh, what I think. I think that if you have a lot of experience, it could be very, very interesting in the loose paintings because it's the flow, it's, it flows better. I, it seems to flow better. Well, so. you get a lot of blossoms, and it can be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah but you can easily overdo it, and it can get those really hard edges. Yeah. Okay, so what I'm thinking is, let's go ahead and st- thank you, Camilla, and thank you, Rosita, and uh, Deb, and Deb's down there in New Zealand, just for everybody else in the class. So we've got a thank you for, especially Deb, I don't know, what time, what time is it down there? So 11 o'clock in the morning, oh, uh, the nice. next day. So I'm a day ahead of you. Well, Deb was in one of our uh, live three-day workshops, and so she was getting up like at three o'clock in the morning. Was that right? Yes. <laughs> it was great fun. Oh, gosh. Okay. So thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, everyone, for being here today. So my plan is that we're going to start, uh, since we've already looked at uh, the sun, we're going to do that at the end, any of the sunflowers. I think we'll start with the um, magnolia. Let's go ahead and take a look at that. And then here we go. And if you've got a question, you can go ahead and unmute yourself or put it in the chat and then we can um, communicate. So, all right. So we're gonna take a look at these and I'm gonna try to move through all of them at a, at a decent pace because otherwise we really get uh, kind of stuck. So what I really want you to do is see what's working for you in each painting, what you like, what you think you'd like to maybe change in your own paintings and about the edges. So it's not so much trying to make each painting perfect here because this painting style is so subjective. All right. And you can see how different they all are and how wonderful. I'm going a little quickly through them just so you can get your spontaneous emotional reaction from them. 
Okay, we're just kind of flipping through these and they're all so beautiful. So what I'm gonna suggest with this one here, you can see that with all these hard edges, then we start looking at the lines. And if you go into something like this with some lost edges, it's not as, uh, you know, you kind of wander through the painting more. So I'm just kind of bouncing around through, through these paintings. And even here, you're looking at the color more and capturing the emotional reaction. You've got some wonderful soft edges through here. If you're doing the, the uh, loose painting is when you have hard edges like this for anybody who's got um, too many hard edges because otherwise we're looking at all these little shapes. So if I had all those edges there, I might think of maybe just kind of flipping through them, just softening an edge here and there. So just try to have a few hard edges like this when I'm training you one way to do it and then I'm saying, oh, do it this way is just, and then even here, you did a good job, but I would go ahead and soften a few edges here and how you can do that either with a brush or just a spray bottle. So we wanna to try to avoid some of those, uh, too many of those hard edges. That's just one thing to think about. Right. Question? Yeah. I, I tend to do the flower and then later I'm thinking, oh, I'll add some background. Well, by then the flower's dry. So it's hard to then create that looseness between the background and the flower. I guess I need to maybe go area by area and think about background on an area while the flower part in that area is still loose. Can I just make a comment there? Yep. So, so I, um, I'm sorry, I didn't quite catch who that was that spoke before, but um, if, if you're doing, if you're putting your background on after and you've got your nice soft edges on your flower, just do exactly the same as what Bridget's told us to do on the petals on the background. So then the background just drifts across the petal. I guess I'm just finding it the, the dried flower line is sometimes difficult to right. really loosen up. Well, yeah, let's, I, I, let's look at this here, because I think it's a perfect thing to address right now. A lot of people will have the same issue. Let's imagine those are our little petals there. So how would I want to change that? I'm thinking I like that glow there. Maybe these are too many hard lines. And here I put a shadow in before. We could maybe soften an edge like that. You see I'm brushing back, but then with a flat brush, I can end up with a line there that I may not want. And I don't necessarily want to get rid of all those lines and I could work really hard trying to do this. We don't want that. I don't want you to work hard on this. I want it to be more spontaneous. So what I might do then is go over it with clean water. And let's go ahead and do something in that background. I'm gonna take that magic eraser. Unfortunately, this is a dirty one. And I, I tried to clean up my studio and then I don't know where I put anything. And then I'm gonna go ahead and just maybe, I'll go, uh, soften an edge here or there. And once you've done something like that, you're going to have a blossom there. So I'm going to go ahead, go over it again with water to dissolve that edge. So all I want you to see is things that you can do, especially if you've got that hard edge. And again, I don't want to leave it like this because it's going to blossom into this, create a funny line. That's not going to look good. So I'm going to go back in with clean water and try to unify all of that. Okay, so you can see how I lost some of those edges there. I've got a pretty dirty palette. I haven't used this for a little bit. I'm having to play Santa Claus for a little while, or Saint Mrs. Claus. 
I'll just make a big old mess here. Actually, you can't see them. Just taking some greens and yellows. And how about um, if I just put some in here and there? And I, I don't necessarily, now when, one of the problems that I think is happening is that everybody's going around trying to be perfect like that. We don't want to be perfect. And you, you can see that this makes this stand out more. That works really well when we do our other type of painting, but this is our looser style. So for you, my troopers that are, are staying with me through all of these little ventures, I know that it's challenging. So what I'm doing is I'm thinking I've got that green next to that. So how can I, let's go ahead and do something else in here. Just all I'm trying to do is show you what you can do with your edges. And then move that around. Okay, so do you see how we lost that edge right in there? For this here, this is really wet. I've lost this edge there. Let's look at the surface right through there. See how that's a little too wet. So I'm not going to get the control that I want but it'll be okay. So if that's the case, what I'm going to do then is take, uh, I'm gonna take a little burnt sienna or I could take a little burnt umber, either one. Maybe I'll take a little purple. What I'm thinking is I'm gonna use less water on my, or in my little puddle there. See how that doesn't have that much uh, water? It's not moving, it's not moving the same as this. Then I'll go ahead and I'll put a branch in here somehow. So I'm using a synthetic brush right now and I could use a blend brush. The reason why I thought I would use a synthetic brush is because it's going to hold less water than the blend brush, and there isn't as much water in this puddle, so I'll get that diffused edge. And I may not want it to stay like that, and if I don't want to, I don't want that to happen. I'm just going to lift and move my paper, but if I go back and forth like this, it's going to feather out to each side, so I may decide to run it that way. Maybe uh, just change the direction of your um, paper there. So that was a synthetic brush. Now what if I use a blend brush? So this is going to hold a little more water. I'll go back in and make our color combination here. I'm just taking a little indigo. I'm really not concerned what in the world I'm making. I just want to show you um, the amount of water in the palette and on the surface. Okay, so that has a little tiny bit more water, but that's okay. And then we'll go ahead and add another branch. And you can, of course, play with it. It's dulling down. You can see I don't have that same amount of water on the surface. It has a duller shine but I'm still going to hold it so I can use the amount of water that's there and let it flow. So of course, this isn't perfect, but what I wanted to show you is how you can lose that edge. Does that help you there? Yes, yes, I tried to do this after the class. <laughs> okay, yeah, <laughs> but do you see how, so now if you can look at this here, how having these two edges, that's very defined in here, we can still have some hard edges, but we can still break it up. Alrighty. Okay, let's go back to our paintings unless anybody has a question. And then what I would do here, I think that I would mingle a little more color into this, kind of just do exactly what we did. It makes it more interesting. 
and it breaks up the sameness of it. Right now, I think we just need just a little more, and you've got that green in there, bring it into another part of the area, our painting here. Now, what's fascinating with this is that uh, you've got some really interesting dark shadows down here. It makes it very dramatic, and you could bring in some of the uh, other greens, but having these darker shadows as is, it makes it very, very dramatic. So you could leave it this way. And then here, you can also see having that green, it takes your eye on a journey through the painting. And the same thing with this too, but your eye is more directed here. And then again, if you don't agree, that's okay. You might have a, a completely different opinion about it. And that's what art is. It's, it's subjective and everybody has a different opinion of it. This is a wonderful example. Hi, Nancy. So what, tell me before I show them the other one, tell me, what do you think? How, how, how did you feel? Well, I didn't care for um, the space um, in the middle of the second flower. Is it this one? Yes. Mm -hmm. And I'd already tried to lift some stuff out of there, which you can kind of see that whitish mm -hmm. um, stripe through there. I kept looking at the photo and it sort of had a cup shape there and I kept trying to do the cup shape. So I just thought, well, I'm going to take a picture of this before I try to add more, mm -hmm. just to compare if, it, if I get better or worse. <laughs> yeah, but then you went ahead and you just, just made a couple minor changes. And uh, like this, you spattered this in here, which completely, and you fixed this a little bit too. But by just putting that spatter in there, that I didn't even notice that that area. I was looking at that. It made the whole painting so much freer. Didn't you think? Well, it's so funny what you see in your own thing. I no. saw that the spatter turned into a line. Well, it is a line, but still. Shocked it, me. it shocked me. I didn't expect to spatter a line, you know. I yeah. thought I was spattering a, something more random, but whoop, there it was. So, But you know, interesting, uh, interestingly enough, having a line here, it distracts from this area and pulls it over here. And I still think because you've got all this spatter through here, I thought I thought, think it was such a good uh, save on that, you know, something that wasn't working. And when I have um, many of my paintings, many of my landscapes or other things like that, if uh, I will go ahead and just spatter to break up the sameness of it. If it's the grass, if it's something that's too perfect, I think it's a really good idea to do this. So you did a great job. And did you have any other co comments on that? No, thanks. Okay. <laughs> All right. I guess this then too is mine. I just oh, wanted to be even looser if I could. Mm -hmm. I, keep, I keep wanting to get myself to quit sooner. <laughs> So I thought, well, I'll try it again. Well, I totally understand. Been there, done that, know what you mean. So uh, the only thing with this is, um, I think you have a lot that you can work with here, but it doesn't lead the eye through the painting. So I would mingle in, like, let's look at this, see how they ended up, even though they have the branches there, it's, it's some of it's lost. You've got some um, darker color, but then we've got the greens and it carries through the rest of the painting. So that works out very, very nicely. And having these darker greens back here pulls the eye off into the distance and then having a few uh, defined lines and then losing them, it's a nice balance. 
what you could do just to break that up and then pull this pedal forward. So I would vary it a little bit more. Okay. Okay. So, and then I think that you're on the verge of, are you using your squirrel quill or what are you using? Um, on this particular one, I was using a, um, do you call it a cat's tongue? Oh, okay. For yeah. a lot of it. Um, kind of, I just, I got those for Christmas, so I was playing around with those. Nice. Did you like them? Yes. It seemed to me it was kind of a blend or a cross between a pointed round and um, the quill, mm -hmm. the fatter quill. Mm -hmm. It's nice to use all of them, you know, if you can through. You just create such a, a different effect. Also, if with your purples here, if you're going to keep them in here, I would drag, you know, put them in the other parts of the painting too. Okay. Just a little bit of that color. Okay? Okay, thanks. Great. Hi, Pam. Hi. Yeah, I think it was arches. Uh-huh. Uh, do you know, was it hot press, cold press? No, cold, definitely cold. Nice. Really well done. And were you using your squirrel brush or what were you thinking? What? Um, probably. I don't remember. Okay. That's okay. I'm just curious because if you remembered, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine too. So what I, what it looks like is that you were coming back in and dabbing a little water here and there, creating those blooms, which has mm -hmm. a very, very nice effect. Were you happy with this? I was. I was trying to be looser. At first, it seems like it's too loose, but then when I when I sit back, I like it. Uh huh. Oh, always right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, this works out very nicely, and I think that you should be very happy with it and don't touch it. All right. So I'm going to go ahead and continue on here. Let's look at these na naked ladies. My concern with this one was uh, I was afraid that it was working more into a pattern because we can see one, two, three, one, two, three, and we've got these little spaces. So I would want you to at least be aware of that and then maybe break up some of it just by wetting and lifting a few of those edges out. It's an easy fix. No, thank you. I, 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 I did a little bit of this after I received your, uh, your feedback online. What do you think about that? Having it being, do you see what I'm saying? Yeah, and also I'm reading your book. So on your book, you are talking about the patterns. So I understood what you, you, what you said about it seems a little bit like a pattern. So I break some of the, of the direction with some leaves on the other directions. Okay, and perfect. With some greens on the other directions. So I think it looks great. And my granddaughter, who is three years old, asked for it. So I'm going to take it to Boston in January for her. Oh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's in love with pink. So she I put all the flowers, the white flowers, everything on the floor, and I show her on FaceTime and I say you pick one and she picked this one. So Okay, so you're gonna leave it alone. <laughs> thank you so much. You helped me to to have a nice gift for her. Oh, thank you. Oh, how wonderful. I love it. That's perfect. Perfect. Thank, thank you, Camilla. Okay, I think I'm going to go ahead and let you all go. But I will see you all soon, I hope. <laughs> okay, bye-bye. Take care. Thank you so much for joining me today. And if you're interested in any of my online courses, just go to birgitoconnor.com, online courses, and then join one of my free courses. That way you'll be eligible for student discounts. So until next time, have fun and happy painting.